0: And welcome once again to It Came from the Real, the official of the Big AppleCon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Happy allergy season. We have none other than our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Ferrano.
1: Unhappy continuing coronavirus season. <laughs>
0: Um, so let's see. On this week's show, we're going to have uh, another Jaybird and Lee segment. We have a my Mr. Mance-Ronald, his comic pick of the week. And uh, I have an interview with uh, MCON event organizer and Night and Day Anime Studio founder and artist and creator, uh, Kelly Gordon. But well, before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over uh, 25, 6 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. Uh, For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention uh, is now scheduled for July 24th, which is the Big Apple Silver Anniversary Prequel Expo. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Basically, it's a preview of their big convention that they're going to have later on in the year. Will Mike
2: get married again? I wonder. I want. Did he get divorced? Uh, I don't even know if he got married. We were we were there at the well. We were
0: at the the pre wedding. We were there the pre wedding. Yeah. Wait, uh, someone
1: married Mike?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it's. Uh, we have pictures on a Facebook page. If you. Uh, he yeah. was, uh, God bless. Was was. Yeah. All right. So but, let's. Uh,
2: he had a great band. Yes,
0: yes. Old pit, like I mentioned, all pictures are on the uh, Facebook. Just, just go on our albums. You'll see them. Um, also, I'm going to give out shout-outs uh, for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director, Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday famous, Dresden Media, Unjikun, Shutter Shadow Love right it! The Hurrican, and Yasmin and Ray. If you want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com uh, and just for a dollar, you can get a shout-out uh, on our show. Uh, let's see. So we'll start off with the news uh, as, as of this recording. So this would be our second uh, show with no sad news. Now I'm sure people have uh, passed away, Holy. but nothing that we're going to report on. So yeah, no sad news for this week. Wow. So let's just start with the regular news,
1: The not sad news, but not happy news either.
0: <laughs> it's regular. Yes. Uh, from the, just because it's open. Doesn't mean you have to go, department. It is official. Much like San Diego Comic-Con before it, New York Comic-Con has announced that they will have an in-person event on their usual weekend of uh, Columbus Day weekend, which is this October 7th through the 10th of 2021. Executive say... <clears throat> To give you a peek behind the curtain, event folks have to plan six to nine months down the road. We must put ourselves forward from where we are today into where we think we may be tomorrow and continue making the next best decisions. We'll be running all shows with reduced capacity. With our new safety precautions in place, attendance and badges will be very limited so that you can ensure physical distancing. We're working closely with the Javits Convention Center to determine how many people are permitted in the building every day at a given time. We are requiring approved face coverings for all individuals uh, attending our events, including exhibitors and staff. They must be worn within our venues. Uh, temperature screenings uh, will be uh, will uh, be temperature screening upon entry will be required to enter our events. Anyone with an elevated temperature will not be permitted to enter the event at all. We will have increased sanitization and cleaning with enforced physical distancing throughout the event. We've also adopted a firm no handshake, no high five, no hugs policy. We will be sharing more information in the months leading up to the shows, and we will be committed to being as transparent as possible. Um, alongside all the physical events, uh, they'll be running a virtual event campaign through uh, their, their website. So whether or not you join us in person, you can
2: attend each of our shows and have an excellent time. I wonder if um, the guy who always goes as Godzilla is going to be wearing a face mask in his cosplay. That would be hysterical. Um, So this is
1: all the cosplay. I mean, it's kind of funny how they're like, you have to wear a face mask. It's like, well, most people are wearing face masks, masks anyway, yeah. you as know, they're dressed true. up. But as you just read, all the things that you're gonna ha- first of all, it's a pain getting in and out of Comic Con. Anyway, all, <laughs> all the previous years, <coughs> you know, all true. the security they'd have to, you know, make sure no one's getting in uh without paying you know read pop has to make their money you have to so badge to sure- in
0: badge out the security yeah, get in, get yeah. in,
1: the whole thing that was already a hassle and i mean i was i've been an exhibitor for like several years now and that's that gives you a lot of access but even that it was still a hassle trying to get in and out of convention especially if
0: you want to like take a break or get something to eat or something yeah
1: yeah it was always very difficult so now on top of that to have all the other covid related things and the temperature checks and everything like there were times i've been i brought my father to the doctor's appointments and i'm wearing a like a, a wool flat cap and they scan my head and it's like oh you're 100 you know you're 100 <laughs> degrees it's like can you give me two seconds and let me take the you know and then they scan you again like oh no you're fine so how much of that is going to go on <laughs> Right. Like someone who's perfectly fine, but they just have a hat on or whatever, because, you know, it's going to be October. It could be kind of cool. But then again, you have those hot days. So You're going to have that. Then you're going to have people that are going to not have a temperature, but possibly have COVID and be asymptomatic
2: and so, you said you said something very very significant there dom it's in october it's the first
1: time for everything
2: so <laughs> it's in october so it may be cold if it's very cold everybody's going to come up dead
1: <laughs> right you know it's yeah. you just listed we were talking before we started recording like of doing shows and things like that and like i was like oh i'm really on the fence of doing comic con now that you've read I'm assuming that was from, like, Lance Festerman or someone.
0: It was one of the people underneath him.
1: Yeah. If you – now that you've just read all the things that's going to be required, why do it? Like, for me, in my mind, why do I want to spend Why?
2: Yeah. Why? like,
1: $2,000 for – you know, like, it's hard to make the money back. At
0: full capacity.
1: At full capacity. Now it's going to be, like, half or quarter capacity. I'm not going to have the same amount of people to sell comics to. One of the worst things is, like, as people are walking through <laughs> Comic-Con, you're like, hey, you want to check out my comics? And they look at you like, I'm not into comic books. <laughs> so how many of those people am I, am I going to have to deal with? I'm going to get even less real comic book fans. I can't shake hands. I can't, right. like, see people. You know, One of the things I loved about Comic-Con is, like, they're friends that I have at Comic-Con that are just Comic-Con friends. I see once a year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe twice. Where I get to give them a hug, I get to give them a handshake, ask how their life has been for a year, right? To tell me that I can't shake their hands or give them a hug, which I understand. It's like, then it. What's the point? Like, as and you, all these things, gonna, what's the point?
2: Are they going to have shaking and hugging? <laughs> police posted <laughs> yeah. at everything. How are they going to know if somebody down the other end of the corridor sees right. a friend shakes hand? Whoa! Get out, everybody! You know. Like, what does an alarm go off?
1: You're taking away the personability. I understand that. You're taking away the enjo- a lot of the enjoyment. Saying, I'm going to have to be in the Javits, which can already be stuffy, wearing a mask, which is already stifling. There's going to be less people there. And on top of all this, <laughs> the temperature checks, the security screenings, it's like I'm, I'd really rather just stay home and, and not um-
2: I'm surprised they're not going to give the vaccine out at the door, the Johnson and Johnson. One. Yeah. Um, all, all,
0: you know, I like... say, all I can say is this. Um, like, I, like I always mentioned, I used to work in a movie theater, and I understand the protocols, and I understand what we are supposed to do, and I understand all this. And what is actually going to happen is going to be two completely different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I can I can see that they're they're doing what their best they can, trying to make the best out of a bad situation. I understand that, and you right. know, I say if you feel comfortable in going, then go ahead. Uh, you know, it's going to be everybody's going to be spread out. It's going I I can't in my head I, I can imagine I can't imagine that. Just if you I remember the um the cafeteria. Like just right. in that head, I'm like, "How is that gonna work?" So right there, I'm like, "I can't see, I can't envision what it's gonna look like." And I know they're gonna try hard and whatever, but in my mind, I'm like, eh. <laughs> that's, that's the it. other.
1: And then, and the, then the other yeah. aspect that people forget: it's like Comic Con is run by a group of executives, nice people. I've talked to a lot of the executives and stuff, nice executives who are paid, as I understand, pretty well. You know, but then the that, volunteers. The, high stuff. <laughs> the actual running of the convention, the volunteers, the, yeah, by volunteers not getting paid. So we're trusting that these non-paid volunteers are going to really do their job. Well, I don't trust that
2: for all you people playing at home. The answer is no, <laughs>
1: no. You know, like they're, they're run ragged. They're they're, you know, barely holding it get together for the weekend, under under the normal circumstances. Now you're going to have them doing temperature checks and all this other stuff. Plus, let's not forget the Javits was like a makeshift hospital at the height of of the pandemic. Last oh, year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 finally, okay. So is Reed Pop going to like rent out the entirety of the Javits as they've always done, or because it's going to be lesser people, they're going to not rent it all out in which case you're probably gonna still have the same level of density as you would during a normal con.
0: Time will tell that's all I can say. Time will tell. So like
2: there's too
1: many variables.
2: Let's not forget this variable. The idiot human beings who think (laughs) that like when I have to tell people you gotta put on your mask. Oh come on, we're out I'm 14 years I didn't wear a mask. You could you imagine that And, and these volunteers we have to put up with this abuse. Uh, if I was there, I would say, all right, die. I don't care. Well, I, I,
1: can't even, I can't even trust people in a Home Depot to wear their mask correctly. <laughs> all
0: right, before, before, yeah. before, before moving on to the next bit, I, I want to hit this last point. Um, two years ago at the, at the Javits, at the New York Comic Con, they had the entire – if you remember, they had the strict uh, weapons policy with the cosplay right. outfits and stuff. And walking in, you could <laughs> get bins and bins of stuff. But then in the same, uh, you see the same stuff inside. So I'm like, well, stuff didn't, you know, everything wasn't filtered through as much as you would think. Because right. there was tons of replica Captain America shields in the bins outside that people thought could be a blunt weapon. And yet you were inside and you still see the same thing. So it's like, it depends which guard you go through, which line you go through. So it's going to be a very difficult situation. I do not envy them at all.
2: Or see. my favorite with all the swords in those bins, and then you walk in about maybe a quarter of a mile, there's this big Game of Thrones thing selling swords,
0: right? Right, that's what oh, yeah. I'm saying. So, it's, it's we're just gonna have to wait and see. We have plenty, we're in April or maybe May, depending on when this airs. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But we got to move on. We have
2: to do the Nancy Pelosi thing, we won't know how it is until we see what, it, what happens. We won't know we until pass we ask the bill to find out, until it. we
0: know. All right. So let's see. Moving on uh, from the nobody wants to see a photo of a person win an award department. Uh, much like all the award shows of 2021, the 93rd Academy Awards had the biggest drop-off in viewership, making it the lowest-rated Oscars of all time with just 9.85 million people tuning in to watch, which is a 58% drop from last year's 23.64 million viewers, which at the time was the lowest watch ceremony in Academy Awards history. Uh, there were no clips from many of the films, no live musical performances, and the order of the three biggest awards were changed from Best Actress, Best uh from best actress best actor best film to best film best actress best actor which ended up showing an Anthony Hopkins photo winning the statue as he wasn't able to travel to the United States due to the time difference had him asleep in the United Kingdom so he won an award uh, sleeping that's how good of an actor he was yeah
1: but is he, is he as good an actor as Gary Oldman because you could be Gary Oldman right now I won't know. <laughs> he's that good
0: that's true that's true i so, was listening
1: to stern Howard stern the other day and he actually nailed it where he thought that the academy awards might only get 10 million views so he was very close in his in his estimation where it was like just 9 million and i'm, I'm not shocked because like i didn't even know the academy academy Awards <laughs> were on until i looked at my google feed and said here are the academy award winners i'm like oh it was on tonight i didn't even know yeah What care.
0: It's a I think I think the pandemic has put a spotlight on award shows and how they are and how people are kind of shying away from that, because I don't think I mean, it's been on a slow decline for a while. But this really is like nobody wants to come see these uh, award shows anymore, especially people at home seeing other people, rich people at home winning awards, patting themselves on the back.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch rich people who are hypocritical telling me oh, how I'm you. a horrible person because I don't support X, Y, or Z. Yeah. But meanwhile they live in gated communities in the most in some of the most uh, homogenous neighborhoods in the world.
0: I mean we've had a um what what's the what's the term? A uh, duality with award shows. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I think that it's really a sign of the times as where it started. And when we went, Charlie, you remember how uh, award shows used to be back in the day? And oh, they yeah. did have political stuff back then as well. But I no. think more of a, well, well, what's yeah. his name? Uh, um, who didn't, uh, what was the most famous one? It was uh, that the guy, uh, Marlon Brando. Was it Marlon Brando? Oh, yeah, Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando with the Indians. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Native Americans. Yeah. Um, so
2: yeah, it's a, I, I gotta tell you, yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: one. It's, of am
3: uh, Yeah, it's
2: Dominic is absolutely right. He is absolutely right. I watch nothing anymore because these people think that I really give a <laughs> butt what they say, what they, you know, what they're spewing. No, I want to see you act. If you're a comedian, I want to see you be funny without being political, you know, or without being. I don't go there for that. It, it, what's his name? Gene Simmons from Kiss was asked the same question. He says, uh, when I go see a juggler, I just want to see him juggle. That's it. Yeah. You know, these people all of a sudden think that people care what they say. You don't live my life like Dominic says. They're they're in their gated communities, you know? It's it's like, oh, never mind. (laughs) So speaking of movies, from the...
4: That's a lot of nuts!
0: Department, the new Mortal Kombat film has took the number one spot in the domestic box office sales, pulling in $23.3 million at the domestic box office. To put things into perspective, this time last year, the film True History of the Kelly Gang, which is described as, based on a Peter Carey novel, the story of Australian Bushranger Ned Kelly and his gang as they flee from the authorities during the 1870s. I've never heard of this movie, but it came out. It took the top spot with $9,839. The number one spot this time last year. Uh, Keep in mind, this would be the seventh Full week of the ongoing pandemic in which most theaters were closed of note Godzilla is still the highest grossing film of 2021 so far with 86.6 million dollars and counting followed by Tom and Jerry with 43.5 million dollars and counting keep in mind that both films are available on HBO Max for free with subscription to the streaming service once again it's amazing how these movies which is also Mortal Kombat, is available for free on the streaming service and yet they're making the money. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away by this.
1: Well, I've, I've, last time we talked about this, I said, like, Neil Gaiman had predicted it, I don't know how many years ago, where he said wherever his books got torrented, way back when, when torrenting was like the big, oh, my God, it's going to kill the industry. Wherever it got torrented, in Russia, in, in China, wherever, he eventually saw sales of his books go up. There is something about entertainment where if you give it away for free, but the key is it's got to be good, people will then want to buy it. So yeah, but Tom and I, Jerry I
0: started, wasn't good. Tom <laughs> was Jerry wasn't good.
1: That, that doesn't count, and here's why. <laughs> Tom and Jerry doesn't count. It doesn't have to be good because it's a kids' movie. Okay. Kids' movies, big-budget kids' movies will always make money. You know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's wrong of Godzilla. Godzilla well, was like the first real big-budget blockbuster movie to come out throughout the entire pandemic. So people probably just wanted to go see it because like, hey, it's Godzilla fighting King Kong. That's it. It's like that's something completely mindless. I can and also it's nothing having to do with the pandemic. Right. So I could see it. Like I I watched the first thirty minutes and then I had to go to bed, but of Mortal Kombat, I will finish watching it. Like it held my attention enough that I'll finish watching to see how yeah, what happens right yeah
2: all right and let's let's remember it's the merchandising that's where the <laughs> money's made
0: <laughs> this is Just talk this, to george lucas this is this is yeah. very true all right so let's yeah. see moving on moving on we have a. Uh, ooh, all right this one um from the nintendo don't sue lightly department <laughs> nintendo has filed oh. a lawsuit against gary bowser yes that's his real name the alleged leader of the hacking group known as executor a lawyer says executors unlawfully manufactures and traffics in the unauthorized operating system called the SXOS and accompanying piracy tools which install it. Executor also circumvents Nintendo's technological measures uh, back in October of last year. Gary was arrested and charged with 11 felony counts stemming from allowing users to illegally download Switch games online, transfer them to a memory card, and then play them on systems using the SXOS. Apparently, the operating system allows users to make illegal copies of legally purchased games, which can be shared with others online. Nintendo is seeking $2,500 for each of the trafficking operating systems, as well as $150,000 for each copyright violation.
2: I'm just thinking, Gary Bowser, what is, what did his parents like, Shanana? I don't know. What kind of name is that? <laughs> That's,
1: <laughs> That's terrible. You know, the uh, Nintendo should give a call to like Metallica. See how well that worked out for them.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, and you know what? Napster. I don't care because I'm not making that money. So
1: <laughs> that's one way to look at it. All right. Like I can get it. <laughs> like, I would never I always put myself in the in the shoes of the artist. I would being an artist, if someone were to happen to steal something I made, like a, an illustration or whatever, and then suddenly start making money off of it, I would be royally pissed. At the same time, it's Nintendo. <laughs> so God, they got more money than God, most likely. So, you know, like I said, it didn't really this this whole thing didn't work out well for Metallica. I don't think it'll work out well for them.
0: Um, it's I always I, as as once again I used to mention I worked at uh, the Great Blockbuster Video at, at its at its time. Um, we used to have a guy who was a bootleg guy he used to come in every week. He used to rent all the movies. He used to make <laughs> copies and he used to sell them down the street. And we used to have discussions because he was a very nice guy. And
4: well, you know,
3: it,
0: it, at least he was nice. Yeah, as, as, as criminals go. Um, he was like, you know, most people who would pirate something probably wouldn't have paid for it in the, in the first place. They just yeah. wouldn't have seen it. And if, and if uh, the people who are willing to pay for it are going to pay for it. Now, if you go and put it in such a situation where it's super expensive, they will probably, as I've mentioned before, something's worth as much as someone's wanting to pay for it. If it's, if it's the value they perceive is enough, they will they will consume it legally. But if it's so high, they're like and they and there was no other avenue to get it, they're not gonna see it anyway. So they're not losing money. That's that's the argument. I'm like, huh, that's a very interesting perspective. Thanks, illegal legal pirate guy. <laughs>
1: Well, he's, well that, he's in that business, isn't he? Well, well he was,
2: yeah. <laughs> here's where the senior correspondent comes in handy. Yes. Back, back in the day when VHS first came out and they started to do the mom and pop video places and they started uh, renting movies, if you wanted to buy that movie... They had like it was an incredible price, like it's like over a hundred dollars, over a hundred dollars, right? And or in the seventies or high eighties, it was like that. So you had people, and and I know a big one who used to a big person who used to rent the thing, rent the VHS. He used to pop the cart, make a copy, pop the cartridge, and replace the copy reel. For the, you know, for the original reel and then just bring it back in. And uh, that <laughs> that mom and pop place had all these copies on that kept getting rented and nobody said anything, <laughs> you know, and then they got smart. They put the copy guard and they put, if you remember, Mark, that little silver thing right on the seam. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. But those those were expensive to buy. It wasn't wow. no nineteen ninety-nine or
1: twenty-four bucks. Yeah. I, there's like, I, I... <laughs> a, there's like a, a certain amount of money people are always willing to pop and, and spend on, right? If you can make a product just about twenty bucks, almost anyone is willing to spend money on something for twenty bucks. And if you're willing to make any sort of streaming sort of service under twenty but really under ten that's where the marketplace is happy. Like so like you're pretty happy if it's under t- if it's be under 10 but if it's be under 20 you're pretty much you might be willing to spend it. Once you start getting over that $20 line that's where people are going to start be willing to to pirate things and and torrent things and get things like illegally. So yeah. I'm I'm going to
0: gonna, gonna put myself out on, on on this. The PlayStation 5, since we're talking about games, is like five hundred dollars, no, or more, I believe, to buy the system, right? Right. Not buying that system, however, a uh, Charlie, You might remember this term. If it fell off the truck, mm-hmm. And someone like it. His, <laughs> remember it. Like here's, here's here's a PlayStation Five at twenty dollars. I'm going to spend the twenty
2: on. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying.
2: And Mark, nobody has to remember it. That's that term is still going strong.
1: Oh really? I, I oh yeah. I'm very out yeah. of the
2: out of the loop on these things.
1: Like, right, I'm so, not a big gamer, but I got about four or five gaming systems now uh, in the house that my wife has gotten for me. Right. Uh, but they're like multi-system games, right? So you could and they're all classic ones. I don't think she spent more than like 40 bucks per game system. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm there's just a certain thing like I'm not paying $500 for a game system. And, and I think some of those games are almost like $100 a game. It's, it's, it's crazy. But no. people
0: are paying it, and they're making hand-over-fist money. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, but uh, how many so- people are also stealing it? How many people are getting game, game systems true. off the back of a truck? This is true. This is true. There so, go.
0: speaking of uh, uh, the price of videotapes, mm-hmm. we have uh, – let's see. We should have enough of this last bit of news. From the, yes, that used to be a crime department. Recently, Karen, spelled with a C, C C-A-R-O-N, McBride, a woman from Texas, found out that she was charged with a felony embezzlement of rental property in Oklahoma, where she previously lived, way back in March of 2000. Turns out that while she was doing a virtual address change of the DMV's website, she was notified that she had to fix an issue with the previous state first. A phone call later, and she was told that there was a charge for a non-returned rental VHS copy of the original *Sabrina the Teenage Witch* from 21 years ago. Oh my God! Karen says it hurt me tremendously and my family. It makes me madder and madder the more I think about it. I was fortunate; I didn't get pulled over to go to jail and was arrested for a felony. Uh, the case was dismissed and expunged shortly thereafter. But the worst part. Not only is the video store no longer in business, but Karen claims that she wasn't even the person who rented it, having never seen the tape nor the show. She believes that it must have been her boyfriend who rented it for her two younger daughters to see it at the time.
2: Yeah, he rented him for himself.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> So... That's crazy. Can you imagine being, I mean, we talked, uh, I don't know if you remember, Charlie, but we talked about that a woman was arrested for not returning a, a movie monster-in-law. This is years ago. So apparently it's and, a thing.
2: And then she was, she was thrown in for life because she didn't rewind.
1: Maybe she was a real uh, criminal genius and she ripped the tags off of mattresses too.
0: So there, there's there's people out there that rented a video and didn't return it. Kind of like when you rent a library book and you don't return it, you get the fees and fees and fees, and then it's it's worth oh more than than what it's worth. But here we are, a hundred dollar a hundred dollar piece of property back then, and there's a felony and there's a warrant out for your arrest. Can you imagine how many people have that right now? It's crazy.
2: I went. I rented a a book when I was a kid from uh, my library in Queens. It was called. Uh, something. It was on 101st Avenue where I lived. Is that the book that's that's behind you? And I, (laughs) no. And I rented a, I rented this book and it was for a a school project, a school uh, report. And I never returned it. So they, they, you know, it was like a penny a day or something. So I was up to a $103. No, it was a penny a day. So I was up to like 15 cents or something. And I finally, when I was up to about a dollar, I went to return it. And the library was like shut down and closed. <laughs> and I'm saying somewhere in my house, there's that book. It's because you didn't return it. You, you, the library closed down. It's all your fault. It was that one dollar <laughs> that, that broke the bank
1: there all you right. go. You know, if but, that woman returned that, that videotape blockbuster will still be open. Yeah, <laughs> my point
2: to that was then I see this thing on on Steinfeld about the uh, library book. I don't know if you guys seen see, that yeah. episode.
1: It's yeah. hysterical. Yeah, I've seen that one. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: So
0: we are out of time. So that's it for news. Do you have any final thoughts, uh, Charlie? For uh, thirty seconds less? final thought.
2: Yeah, just be nice to everybody. That's all. Dominic, final thought? Uh,
1: too much, man. That's just, <laughs> that, that's just, return things. Don't, don't borrow something if you're not going to return it. Wear a mask properly in public.
0: All don't right. go to
1: large, crowded things.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's it for the news. We're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with a came from the radio.
4: Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
2: This is Michael Bell, the voice of
4: Duke from G.I. Joe. And I am here at CradleCom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Every Wednesday, new comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And coming this May from Marvel Comics, Heroes Reborn! So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or independent comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or Magic part, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to eight, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday 2 to 7, and Saturday noon to 6. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Thank you, and stay safe! Now, back to our show. Hey, this
3: is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about the comic book you sold. Yes, epic sell of a comic book that <laughs> I have had in storage for, for years. probably 30 years, since 1989. Oy. What do you mean, oy? Oy. <laughs> this is an epic story of a, of a, of a young teenager <laughs> holding a comic book. What? I can't hear you. It's not that epic. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is epic. It's a young teenage boy buying a comic book, excited to get this comic book, puts it in a box... Let's it sit there for 30 years. <laughs> that quickly got depressing. And then sells it. <laughs> what? I'm an excited teenage boy. Gets a comic book, leaves it in storage for 30 years, and sells it. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I put it, I looked at it and read it, and then I put it away. And left it. And I left it there because I had other comic books and frankly other things to do so the way way you said that was like you were so excited that he just dropped like oh my god yeah well it's (laughs) what happened okay so i recently unearthed my comic books my collection okay i had about 200 or so comic books right i didn't know what to do with them do i keep them do i sell them do i do i Pass it along to my children so they could enjoy them? them. Money. What do you mean? Money. Money. Oh my gosh. Ah. Is that all you think about money? They had great artwork. It was unbelievable. What are you talking? Okay, so. (laughs) So money is all you care. Right, so. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, artwork is amazing, yes, but if you could get, like, $2,000 or $10,000 for like... I don't have a book that's going to cost that I can sell for that. Okay, so here's the deal. I decide I'm going to go evaluate my comic books, see how much they're worth. I look on eBay, see what's being sold and all the other stuff. And I figure out like, okay, you know, I've got this... um, I've got two Spider-Mans that I want to get graded because you have to get all these things graded right so they yeah. all get you have to send them off to florida and join a membership and 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 send it there and pay for like to make sure it's pressed and it's whatever cleaned or whatever and then oh you sent it to florida well that's where their company is yeah oh so you I thought send, it was like somewhere in new york i don't know it's you know i don't know they, they or, yeah. you, or you go to like a comic book convention that has these guys sitting around and grading them or whatever uh. so anyway i i, I sent um I sent seven books over. I sent like what they call Secret Wars, like number number eight because I knew that was kind of pricey. It's a Spider Man one that he's you know, at the at good good price if you get a good deal. But yeah. I, I was gonna save it anyway and keep it for you. I sent um I sent a couple other spider man over there, a web of Spider-Man, I think, I, oh, Avengers, I had an Avengers comic book. Yeah. That had Nebula in it, for those of you that who know. That was a West Coast Avengers one, right? No, then I, sold, then I sent a West Coast Avengers. I mm-hmm. sent the one that had Vision on it, the white Vision, which normally he's like green and red or whatever. Yeah. Right? And I was like, you know what, let me send it over, you know, it's only, at the time, the best sale on it was like 225 bucks. Yeah So I was like You know what Let me send it over And I'll keep it And you guys can have it For whatever At least Mm -hmm. I know Like in the future It'll go up a couple Extra dollars Yeah But it comes back Six months later I get a grade That says 9.8 on it Mm -hmm. Okay And then uh, Look at the prices And it's like $13,000 yeah, I look at the web. Well, no, it's dollars. That would be amazing. <laughs> right? No. So I sell, I I put it. I check eBay to see if it's still worth the two hundred and twenty-five bucks, and I see somebody sold it for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Because WandaVision is on T- Disney right now. Yeah. And it's got Vision and Wanda, right? Hmm. So, or the the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, all right, let me let me do that and. I put it up on eBay because my two ungrateful children did not want the comic book. You're welcome. They'd rather have the money. Ha, ha, ha. So I decided to sell it, and I got about 1300 bucks for it. hmm Epic sale. I've never, you know. Then I like th- two days later, it like dropped. Right. Then it dropped like crazy after. Yeah. So I can't even get that price anymore. hmm But I was very excited. I didn't know. Yeah. Money. Oh, <laughs> right. Money. So now we can go on a nice trip. Anyways, stay <laughs> safe. So that's my story. <laughs> right. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. All right, see ya. Looking to sell your
0: entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From golden age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From Radio, the official of The Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I am here with none other than uh artist, awesome cool guy, and MCON event organizer, Kelly Gordon.
5: Hello, everyone.
0: So, Kelly, it's a uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had you on the show, but you've managed to keep the MCon going for despite the pandemic. So, you went from a ten years it was ten years last year, and now this is going to be your second virtual convention. W- tell us a little bit about that. How is it transitioning from virtual to person, and are you going to be in person in the future?
5: Uh, Well, yeah, everything you just said, Mark, is all correct. Uh, 10 years in the making since 2011. uh, Everything is all sponsored by the East Middle Public Library. I just want to give a big quick shout out to the to EMPL for um, giving me this opportunity to uh, allow to such great programming for uh, having such a a very large growing small convention on Long Island in the Nassau uh, County area. Uh whatnot. But uh yeah, during the pandemic it was not easy. Um last year was would have been our tenth in house uh, convention. And um, you know, since the shutdown, and whatnot, which everybody all experienced worldwide global, um, I still felt like yeah, I had I had a mission to uh, at least try to uh bring the same quality programming to their homes. I mean, nobody wasn't doing anything. I mean, I know I wasn't doing anything um, you know, a lot of things got restricted for me as well. And uh, I figured something like this would have been great for the community to, uh, have something to be involved in and, and be able to hang out with people with similar interests at home. So I decided to, uh, convert, uh, MCON to an online, uh, platform and, uh, which we do via Zoom and also, uh, Facebook Live. So I, and I think the, um, with the notion of it all being brand new to everybody, I think it was a, a, a successful outcome.
0: So now what kind of programs do you have? Cause, uh, since it's sponsored by a library, is it strictly educational stuff?
5: I, uh, no, but, um, it's, 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 it's all pretty much part of it. I mean, like I know a library is pretty much the central, uh, back on the community to spread uh information to everybody things like that so i like to think that uh, the programs that we give is fun and educational um you know simultaneously without have to make it very boring <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah i mean like it's always been the same party pro, uh, program you've been doing all year round you know, except for the restrictions and limitations of having it virtually um, but um, yeah, you know, uh, this will be our second year coming on um, doing the virtual uh, status quo on to MCON Anime Fest, which now we converted to the name of MCON Online Anime Fest until we look forward to hopefully be able to um, start um, going doing uh, in person or in house, I should say, uh, programming. But I'm glad you asked Mark about the programming, but we have oodles and oodles of programs. <laughs> Um, it's going to be on Saturday, May uh, 15th from 11 a.m. starting till 5 p.m. ending. So it's going to be like kind of a full day of programming back to back from hour to hour. Not only that included, we're going to have a pre-show on Friday, uh, which, uh, you know, um, I got approval on, uh, which I ho- hopefully I'm going to have you there, Mark, to the host um, uh, Artist Roundtable. And also I'm going to uh, set off the night. Uh, with uh Fagatola Negla, she's a great cat girl performer. We had her in the past many, many times, and all the other patrons and team patrons seem to enjoy her music and the energy she brings to the table. So we're gonna end off Friday night with her um after your panel, and then we're gonna start off the day Saturday at uh eleven a m which we had uh we have peace. Uh, those who comes to the conventions or been to, uh, to the library before for our conventions who probably know him as our gracious, one of our gracious hosts. Um, you know, he'll come by and talk to everyone and let everybody know um, the programs that's upcoming. He's going to be doing like last year. He's going to be doing starting off the date with um, a Mario Mega Dance Party. So it's basically something for everybody to come in. Very family friendly. And you can come in dressed up in your favorite cosplay as a superhero, and you he'll do like a nice dance routine for you guys to follow. So that's going to be at eleven a.m. And then we're going to take a, a short break. Then we're going to go to twelve fifteen, where we're going to have uh, Rizuki cosplay. Uh, everybody loves Rizuki. She's always been a fan favorite. We always have her back in for um, many of our conventions. I think for I think for the, if not the past five years, if not if I'm if it's not longer. Uh, she's going to be doing, uh, once again, like last year, uh, a cosplay selfie party. That's going to be at 1215. So this is going to be great for any cosplayers, which, of course, you know, you haven't got a chance to show up your cosplay or you may be working on cosplay and you have questions. This would be the best panel to come in uh, this side of heaven <laughs> to come in and talk about cosplay, show off your work, show up your costumes and talk to professionals like Wazuki about how you can mandate and continue on with your work and cosplay, and it's just gonna keep going on till one fifteen. Uh, I'm bringing in uh, um, a writer, illustrator, and also a co-writer of, believe it or not, the the um, Archie Digest books comic book strips. That's Francis Bonnet, and he's gonna be coming at one fifteen. He's gonna be doing uh, a writing comic book. Uh, panel so he also has his own comics uh, comics which is called fairy tale which I find very comical I go on his Instagram daily and check out the new comic strips he put out daily uh, which it has involved fairy tale characters and whatnot very great very friendly uh, funny humor that you see in like in newspapers on Sundays and whatnot he's gonna be coming in uh, to talk about how you can uh, create your own comic book and panels and writing stuff like that. So those of you who are writers, I think you'll be, an, or artists who want to do your own comic book, this will be a great panel to come check out. And it just keeps going on. It's just the trains just keep rocking there, Mark. At two fifteen, we're gonna have. <laughs> At two fifteen, we're gonna have uh, um ask the real Lord Frieza. Yes, we're gonna have the real Lord Frieza from Dragon Ball. Z, and Dragon Ball Super, uh, the galactic tyrant that fights Goku and wants the Saiyans who kill all the Saiyans dead. And uh, we're going to have the evil anime ruler uh, coming in to, to rock out with us for a full hour to for you, the patrons, to come in to um, be able to ask Frieza questions, anything you want to ask him about himself, um, the, the lore of Dragon Ball, um, or just want to ask, you know, just Easy, conversational, uh, you know, comical. He's a great YouTuber and gamer that I ran into a couple of years back. And he's going to be back finally uh, to do another uh, program with us. And that's going to be pretty interesting. And at 3.15, we're going to bring back the Gatula Negla. She's going to be coming back again at 3.15 to do uh, a cosplay wig panel. We call Flip Your Wig, which it will be great once again for cosplayers to come check out. She's going to talk about how you can, um, you know, basically take care of your wigs, how to um, basically take, you know, like mandate them, make sure that they're professionally good and ready for your outcome when you go to that next convention, hopefully to show off your stuff. So she's going to be out with us and she's going to be doing that. So she's going to be doing a double dose with us besides the concert on Friday night and doing the, the uh, cosplay panel at 315. Woo. Mark. Then, we're finally going to end the day at 4.15. This is the mother Motherlode. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to have Prepare for Trouble. Make it double. We're going to have the voice actors behind Team Rocket from the legendary anime Fantastic Pokemon. And they're going to be coming in um, uh, to talk to us do a nice Q&A session, which I believe you're going to be hosting, too, as well, right?
0: I will be moderating that panel, yes.
5: Most definitely. And uh, as uh, Michelle Nuts and James Carter-Cathright, um, uh, Michelle Nuts does the voice for Jesse, and James does uh, the voice for um, James. James. <laughs> so they were fantastic last year, and I'm going to bring them back again to end the day for MCON Online 2. And um, yeah, there you go. I hope guys will come in. It's free. We're giving you the best quality program that we can uh, We can bring to the table to take to your home. Matter of fact, if it's a nice day outside, yeah, take the tablet or cell phone with you and still join us. You can go to the park and just still be able to be involved with us and have that barbecue and just be able to enjoy great programming provided by the East Meadow Public Library. What do you think of that?
0: I think it's, it's actually... Amazing how you have a little bit of something for everybody. You have the cosplayers, the writers, um, artists, and then you have the fans of anime. How do you manage to to have that balance?
5: Uh, well, it's well again, Mark. You know, I have um, I have a um, a gold belt under my belly here. You know, I've been doing this for <laughs> years plus, and um, I've always been involved in the, when it comes to the pop culture community. which everyone knows. Um, especially, you know, locally, I should say, anyway, if, if it's been, a, if there's a pop culture event going on locally, I'm usually there. If not, if I'm there as a patron or as, as a, a table goer, because, you know, I'm also an artist and I also do uh, a lot of things in the community when it comes to these stuff here. And I make sure I keep my contacts tight with me. And, um, you know, and plus it's just research to see what's going on and see what's happening and what are the popular things out there. And, um, you know, so it's just keeping that that, that railroad train keep roaring and just keep it moving, it. just keeping it moving. So I hope this, this year will be very successful. This is our second online event. I wish it could be in person, but due to the fact of how things are, I'm satisfied with just doing it virtually for now and then hopefully to blow up once again when we start doing in person.
0: All right, so let's see. We have about three minutes left, so we got to do social media time. You mentioned you're an artist, so where can people find out about more of your artwork?
5: Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me um, at Night and Day Anime. Not day and night, Night and Day Anime. Um, you can find me on Facebook, or you can find me on Instagram. I'm also having my own YouTube channel, once again, that's and uh, Night and Day Anime Studios on my YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting up... Uh, videos in there, some tutorials and um, drawing sessions. And every Tuesday night, I usually do on, on my Facebook page, again, Night and Day Anime, at um, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I normally do like live drawing sessions. I usually have a guest. Sometimes I have a guest with me, or it's just be me solo, just drawing, which you come in, watch me do my work, ask questions if you wish, join the discussion, things like that. So, yeah, you can find me anywhere there. Um, when it comes to MCon Anime Fest, um, you can find the Facebook page at uh, E M C O N MCon E M C O N Anime Fest. You could search it on Facebook, or you go on Facebook.com forward slash E M P L forward slash uh, E M C O N Anime Fest. You could, or just again, just search MCon Anime Fest on Facebook. You can find our event page and um, look at see where you can register which you can register for these great programs at www.eastmeadow.info, like information, I-N-F-O, www.eastmeadow.info. Just look in our event calendar for May 15th, and we have everything lined up there for you, greatly for you, just to, just putting your simple information, and we'll save the Zoom link that day of the event, which you will join and enjoy the, the great show.
0: I also want to mention that the East Mental public library also has other stuff on other days, but the MCON anime fest is a specific um, event that's happening.
5: That's correct. We got also a it came from the radio on the first Wednesday of the month at 7 PM, which you always bring some fabulous great guests with us. So I hope people will be able to hang out with us there. So we have so much programs going on. So yes, please check it out.
0: All right. So we have less than a minute to go. So final thoughts, you have any final
5: thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Um, I always like to take it to the next level, um, but I cannot do it without you guys, without the support of um, giving me my wings to move forward, to bring the same quality uh, and maybe even even more better quality programs in the future. But again, I can't do it without you guys. You have to uh, give me the ammo and the energy. Like Goku says, everybody, give me your energy so I can make that spirit ball happen so I can give you that quality stuff that you guys are looking for.
0: Right, so my final thought is this, uh, Kelly, I've known you for a hundred years already. It feels like a hundred years. Yes. Um, it's really awesome that you managed to keep the convention going, uh, during these times and. I, when I started, the library, having a convention library was such a unique thing, and it's, and it's grown, and I wish you much continued success, and to keep it going, and yes, I say, everybody who's listening to this, go to the East Meadow Public Library uh, page, go to the MCON Anime Fest uh, Facebook page, and make sure you guys register for these events. These are all great, and they're all 100% free, and you'll get so much value out of it. So with, yeah. so with that, we're going to uh, take
4: our break, and we'll be right back with we Came from the Radio. Bye, y'all. Now, back to our show.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for my comic book pick of the week. Here we are, born to be kings with a So this week's Pick of the Week isn't a comic. It's not even a show about comics or a movie involving comics, and it's obviously not Highlander. What it is is a documentary film which you can watch on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster, which sort of has a certain irony to it, of course, that Netflix put out a documentary about Blockbuster. Um, But the reason why... (laughs) I picked um, Princes of the Universe by Queen from Highlander is because... There can be only one. And this documentary really is, in every sense of the word, about the last blockbuster in existence on the globe. It goes into what the downfall of blockbuster was. It actually really isn't Netflix. Um, there's a really good analysis of it, as well as the feel of the nostalgia about it. And again, you might be wondering, well, why is this the pick of the week? If you've listened to the show often, Mark, myself, and Charlie and Jen will talk about Blockbuster and Netflix often. Mark worked at a block at a Blockbuster for many years, and I just felt that this uh, this documentary kind of fits in with the feeling and the theme of the show and things that we've discussed in the past. Um, It came out in June... July of 2020 um, and I think only recently came to Netflix Um, so it's a fairly recent thing to watch and I know it's... I think it came out around March onto Netflix so there's a very good chance you probably haven't seen it. It's very entertaining Uh, it's really quite informative they interviewed not just people that work at the last blockbuster which you can go to still as of this recording it's still open it's made it through the pandemic it's doing very well Um, it's actually more popular than ever before now because of the netflix documentary they uh, heavily interview the store manager um, as well as her family and other people that have worked there they interview numerous celebrities including kevin smith so there is a comics tie-in um, just, to, you know, just to, to discuss the magic that was going to uh, a video rental store. And I can't lie to you. When watching this, I have a lot of memories come flooding back of what it was like to go rent videos at a Blockbuster, even other video stores uh, from way back when, and how there was a certain level of magic going into a blockbuster and you would pick out your video or videos, um, and usually get some candy and something else and you were gonna go home and you're gonna make a night of it and it's gonna be a family night. And then there was sort of like a cycle that would go on too, where like you would go to return the video and then you would come back and then you would kinda of rent another video and it would just keep going. And it's a certain magic that we've lost and the, the I don't you know what's there to give away, but it's just a very entertaining documentary, and they do kind of have some people like Kevin Smith say, look, if record stores could come back, then it's possible that Blockbuster may, or at least video rental stores may come back someday. Because, as they were saying, we have sort of taken out the personal of everything, and now we're longing for that personal connection again. And a lot of the nostalgia especially for things of the 90s and the early 2000s, is coming back, and people want to go go back to it. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it easily. Just look for the last uh, blockbuster. It should be in the new releases category. And I, I still can't get over the irony of Netflix having a documentary about the last blockbuster. So that's the pick of the week. Go check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at FishySarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out ProntoComics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember, there can be only one. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Here we are
0: we're the princes of the universe We'll be
3: fighting for survival to be the rulers
4: of your hello radio listeners what are you thinking we want to hear from you what's working for you what things would you like to hear more about write us your thoughts or
0: you can buy us a pizza just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com and click on the Buy Us a Pizza link. Leave your comment there.
4: And we'll read them on video. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody, this is Larry Kenny, the voice of lion on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. The you had any honor... You would listen to sci-fi.radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! Now back to our show.
0: So that about does it for this week on The Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough, go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to our archives. We up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com, btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or our social media pages such as Facebook,
1: Instagram, Twitter.
4: And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or
1: just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week.